Hey guys, this is Dustin from Music the Lightblood. Real quick, before we get into the show, I want to tell you about something. I live in Indianapolis, and in Indianapolis, there's this badass record store called Indie, CD, and Vinyl. I go in here on a pretty regular basis, and I never have a shitty experience. Tons of different kinds of music. Punk rock, metal, hardcore, hip-hop, dance, jazz, big band, swing, everything that the light touches as far as music could be yours in indie, CD, and vinyl. You can find them on Facebook and Twitter at Indie CD and Vinyl. Make sure you spell it I-N-D-Y. And if you are in the Indianapolis area, you can find them at 806 Broad Ripple Ave. Indie CD and Vinyl, go check them out. Sitting around with time to kill. Hey folks, Big Jake here just to take a minute and remind you that Music the Lifeblood is not a politically correct podcast. So the following episode might have some colorful commentary on the subjects at hand. Listener discretion is advised. Sitting around with time to kill. If we don't do it, then no one will. Our eyes are cold, our thoughts are low. Fifteen minutes till we lose control. You are now listening to... Music, the lifeblood. Generation behind, going nowhere's just fine. Maybe tonight's the night we die. Ladies and gentlemen, you have tuned in to another episode of the fabulous Music, the Lifeblood podcast. I am your very humble host, Dustin. Joined with me, as always, is the not so great corpse paint to my black metal band. <laughs> Big Jake. Hey. Big Jake, are you feeling okay? I'm feeling ba- I'm feeling a little frustrated, but I'm okay. Jake was rear-ended this morning. <laughs> there could be some wisps of fussiness. There could be some fussiness. I have a I have a uh, you can look right out the window right now and see my 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 now right taillight is just red <laughs> duct tape. It's been- been an interesting morning for the the music delight blood guys all right big jake yes what are we talking about today we are welcoming home some invisible guests (laughs) (laughs) they're home from the asylum (laughs) sitting in the accusation chair <laughs> We're talking about the 1988 Roadrunner hit, "Them" by King Diamond. Dare I say, the the follow up to King Diamond's "Tour de Force" Abigail. I actually think, upon listening to this, I might like this more than Abigail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It happens. Yeah. You're wrong. Oh, but I mean, <laughs> I can't be with you 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's the them episode them. of the Music the Lightblood podcast. Big Jake and I are going to be plowing through the proverbial King Diamond ass to dissect them. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting episode. Now, before we jump into that, just want to take a second remind everyone: Music the Lightblood wants your money. You can give us your money by checking out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Music the Lightblood. Any increment from one dollar all the way up to five hundred, we'll take whatever the fuck you want to give us. A, a because dollar is great. Podcasting ain't cheap. It's not. Also, YouTube channel. 
social media, all that bullshit. You can go check those things out. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're back to say hi to Grandma. Yeah. Music the Lifeblood fans. Did you know that Dustin also hosts a weekly video series on YouTube called Vinyl Thursday? Hey guys, this is Dustin from Music the Lifeblood. Welcome to Vinyl Thursday. Head over to Music the Lifeblood's YouTube channel to check out Dustin's thoughts on metal. Here's what I love about Slayer. Hardcore. It kind of reminds me of Perseverance era hate breed. Punk rock. Here's why I want to talk about the Ramones. Best worst. This is what I don't like about the new Megadeth album. Oldest and newest releases. This new album is rad, but here's what I think you need to be listening to. Interesting countdowns. This week, we're talking 10 badass things I've learned from Kiss. And his newest vinyl purchases. Holy shit, dude, I bought a bunch of vinyl. Plus, sometimes he says some funny shit. Living in London in 1979, was kind of like having to eat a massive butt sandwich. Music the Lifeblood presents Vinyl Thursday. Yeah, I like hair metal. Fight me. Something old, something new. What are you listening to? Big Jake. Yo. You like this album. I quite a bit, actually. You enjoyed it. Yeah, quite a bit. So, in in the before times... Yes. This is kind of a special moment for me. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, we've came uh, full circle. Yeah. Um, what Jake and I call the before times was a long time ago, Music the Light Blood existed in a different form. Different form. Yeah. Dare I say a lesser form. Okay. Yeah. Just wasn't. The pistons weren't firing <laughs> the way that they should have. And Jake and I, a uh, long time ago, we had a, we, we took part in a big old conversation about King Diamond. So that was Jake's first appearance. That was my first appearance back because I got asked to be on the show because I was in Thorax and mm-hmm. we played Thorax music on that episode. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. it's a uh, dawn of a new day. So it to is. Speak. It's a, it's a, uh, yeah. it's a rite of passing almost. Well, dare I say a soft reboot of the franchise. Indeed, we're going to Marvel move. We're going to Marvel Cinematic Universe. This this fucking yeah. podcast. So yeah, them nineteen eighty eight King yeah. Diamond, which uh, is later than I thought already. Like right off the bat. Well, put it into the big picture of the King Diamond as a man. Yeah. Arc. Yeah. Of his career, Merciful Fate had came and went. Oh yeah. And a while, like this four is, years prior, right? Them, them is three d three albums deep. Is the third yeah. third album. I dare I say balls deep yeah into the King Diamond catalog at that point yeah and no matter oh. no matter what came out that year it's gonna be hard to follow up Abigail so it's huge yeah it's huge and I think it uh, here's what here's what I think mm-hmm. I think fatal portrait to me the first King Diamond album mm-hmm. definitely sounds more like a merciful fate album yeah and I yeah. think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Two or three fifths of Merciful Fate oh, yeah, is in is, is, is on that band, is, yeah. is on that album. Uh, but by the time we get to them, we have some changes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Danner out, and yeah. then they pick up Pete Black. Um, I think Andy LaRock starts. Andy LaRock, yeah. Writing credits, blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. So different the a landscape a landscape change. Are the dudes still doing stuff? Who the these guys playing on this album? Are they still in the King Diamond band or are they? Well, Andy LaRock has mm-hmm. been to me. He's he's kind of like the Roger Daltrey 
to Pete Townsend. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. Andy is that way to King Diamond. Got to have him around. Man. Yeah. Yeah. He found he found his dude. Gotcha. His his partner, so to speak. Because I was I was like, all the players on this album are really good. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I believe this is the first album that we got with Hal Patino. Um, um, nope, nope, nope. I'm wrong about that because I think it's. <laughs> Uh, Timmy Hansen played on. It is. It's the first album with Hal Patino. Yeah, he's the one that caused a big old fuss when he got thrown out of the band a couple years ago. Like li- just like literally just a couple years ago. I would say five. Okay. Four, four okay. or five years ago it wasn't huh. very long ago. He caused a fuss. He did cause a fuss. How? What kind of fuss? Like uh, I, mi- I didn't hear about. He this. got on Facebook and oh, and and said some things about the the finances and the. And the rehearsals and the tourings and the and the how things. he's not getting paid enough probably. I would imagine Ugh, nothing like fifty-year-old men taking to Facebook to <laughs> roast their employers. I, I would say closer to fifty-five. Yeah, fifty, sixty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's them. Yeah. So Aman. Okay. Yeah. Aman. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna yeah. talk. We're gonna talk about that. Oh, I know we yeah, are. We're gonna talk about that in a little while. So, what's your what's your hot take immediately? Um, immediate, immediately, musically, this album is fucking Tate. It is a, musically, it is a well-written, uh... Juggernaut. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure I'd use that word. It's far more technical than I anticipated. Yeah? There's a lot of really good shred. There's a lot of really good solos. Um, however, the music aspect of this being so incredibly tight kind of gives me a weird vibe vibe no matter how you slice it king diamond's vocals and stuff are just kind of weird and kind of cartoony and then you add on top of the fact that he's not singing lyrics he's commentating (laughs) (laughs) like the the, a lot of these songs it's a a narrative yeah a lot of these songs don't necessarily have like song structure he's just Literally, just like if you removed the music, he's just telling you a story. Yeah, I and could, like it yeah. just makes it this weird middle ground where, like, <laughs> if it would have been like normal lyric song structure, this album would have, I think, would have been even more impressive. Right. But it kind of gives it this weird '80s B movie feel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, it's yeah. just it, it's it's great. I mean, it sold two hundred thousand copies in just in North America. Yeah, like it, they're clearly did they did something right, but like. The first thought I have was I couldn't help but think how much better this could have been if they would have used better lyrical structure. Yeah, I think <laughs> this comes up. This comes up. Anytime you have, or at least anytime I have a discussion regarding yeah. King Diamond, it's it's hard to sing along. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's... it's you can l- say, Grandma! <laughs> like, that's it. That's all you got. That's the oh, whole album. Oh, it's time for tea. Yeah. You, know, it's, you can sing along in parts. Yeah. But it's not... that. That's the big difference between Merciful Fate. Yeah. That Merciful Fate has very clear lyrical structure. Yep. And the, a lot of the King Diamond stuff is him just shoehorning a yeah you can tell a, it's a storyline in in between yeah. riffs and there's even some like phrases it's it's weird because opera has a kind of similar feel where like sometimes phrases don't quite fit <laughs> right but it's like it tells the story so it's fine <laughs> we'll just over fucking we'll just fucking overlook it right so like right. i feel i got a lot of vibes here where like you're a line and you're like that's not 
like the grammar there is not <laughs> the grammar there doesn't add up the, the the syllable count wasn't right but we'll yeah. let it go that yeah, last word it. that last word did not rhyme <laughs> with any of the last words of the, of the phrases before it like it's like we'll just let it go because it got the story across so uh, there's there's a line in um uh what is it the i think it's in the accusation chair yeah um where the one of the lines in the song is, I kind of knew she would. <laughs> I kind of knew. I kind of knew she would be waiting for me in her room. That was the line. Yeah, yeah. But it's just funny to be like, I kind of knew. I kind of suspected maybe. I went outside and <laughs> they burnt my sister in the fireplace. And, and she was in pieces already. I, I kind of knew grandma would be in the room. She's kind <laughs> of the, she's kind of suspect number one. Like. <laughs> I can't, I don't, it's one of those times where like, there, obviously there's, you have to factor in a communication gap. Oh yeah, for because sure. Because King, he's a Dane. Yeah. English isn't his, his first language. Yeah. However, he's extremely good yeah. with it as a secondary language. He so, speaks just fine. Like I've yeah, never, I've never yeah. seen an episode or, or episode, an interview where I'm like, what the fuck did he just say? Other than his songs, yeah, when he's going up and down so much, yeah. you I always, can't find his words. I always think of Udo from Except. Well, he's not in Except, Except anymore, but he was the singer of Except for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, Udo Dirk, Dirk Schneider. The little blonde guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always think of Udo. When Udo talks to you in English, mm -hmm. you, it's just one of those times where you go... Uh, <laughs> like I know those were words. And I know those words, but they didn't seem to go together. <laughs> there's there's a thing that uh, that schizophrenics do called mm -hmm. confabulating, where I mean they're they got serious shit happening. Yeah, and in social settings or whenever they're interacting with people, it's like word jumble. Like imagine like a word cloud floating above them. Yeah, and, and they're they, just grabbing, and they go. I think that's good. And grabs, <laughs> grabs the word and then throws it out. That's kind of what I get from. That's kind of what I get from Udo when I listen this, to. Udo. This will make me look normal. <laughs> grab that out of the sky and throw it in your face. So I don't think King is that bad. No, 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 no. But I definitely do think we are at the we're at the point in his career where he hadn't quite a hundred percent hashed out. The, the sort of idea of writing a, a, yeah, a, a concept album. A concept album. Yeah. And then, which well, this is actually a two-parter. So there's another half of this Yeah, there is another album. half of it. Yeah. Conspiracy. I don't really know what I'm doing. Let's do go with a huge undertaking. <laughs> <laughs> I've never painted before. I'm going to paint the Mona Lisa. Like, that's <laughs> like just jumping in. Fuck, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm going to paint the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> Imagine what is it? Is Michelangelo the one that yeah, did the yeah, Sistine? Yeah. Imagine like if he was still in like grade school. Yeah, and it's and just he like finger painting and shit. <laughs> it's literal fucking stick people. Like it, literal stick people. This one's Jesus. <laughs> this one's my friend Sam. <laughs> this is my dog Sparky. <laughs> Do you think the Pope will like it? <laughs> and they're gonna just be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, Michael. Yeah, <laughs> little Mikey. Don't, yeah, don't forget to eat lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I just, yeah, this yeah. album is it is a it is an interesting time. It is. With, I, I didn't. I did enjoy it though, quite a bit. Yeah, I thought I didn't. 
Really? I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm not. I'm much, much more of a of a Merciful Fate fan yeah. than I am a King Diamond fan. I think that's just the difference between you and I, because it's it's like there are sections in this where it's like borderline prog, where it gets weird time signatures yeah. and the, the back and forth between the melodic stuff and it's, the heavy. Yeah, it's like I, I enjoy the chaos a it's, little. It's the precursor to brain drill. That's I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah. What eighty eight? Yeah. So I always like in the context of history. Yeah. You know what I mean? What was going on around that time? Mm-hmm. So eighty eight. It's it's Def Leppard and Bon yeah, Jovi. Yeah, so you're you're getting the, the and, the and we're pop. And, and we're getting the spike of, of GNR. Oh God. So yeah. I always I I always think of I always like to overlay. What's you going know, on? What we're talking yeah. about and look at it as compared to Is that the year Appetite of Destruction came out? Or is that eighty seven? I don't quote me on this because yeah. I haven't looked it up, but I could have swore they recorded it towards the end of eighty six okay. and it got released relatively early in eighty seven. Yeah, so we are like we're right in the middle. We're right in the middle of Appetite for Destruction and Gangster Rap. Yeah, the shift. Yeah. yeah, the 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 NWA and stuff. The quote unquote mainstream shift. Yeah, is yeah. happening, and also too as it relates to, because I think King Diamond get gets lumped in, and I, I almost want to say I don't, I don't think it's the right, it's the wrong drawer of the filing cabinet to put yeah. King Diamond in, but he gets lumped in with the extreme metal. Really, end of the yeah. Well, I Corpse Bane, but he's. And then musically, there's nothing to do with the like the black metal. Black metal, but I mean, I get the corpse paint thing, but you like, know, that mean do we are we gonna throw Kiss in the same drawer? Like, absolutely. Oh, you think so? Kiss absolutely. Is fucking hailing Satan and burning down churches, <laughs> right? But you can't put Kiss in like the the Genesis and Yes drawer. Yeah, so that's not gonna happen. You're just Kiss. You're just you're just one step away from Varg. You know, <laughs> you're one step away from Varg. Bunch of Jew guys. <laughs> you t- you tell me that if if Gene Simmons didn't have Kiss, he wouldn't just move his happy ass into the fucking woods and be crazy and wear camel pants. Because <laughs> he fucking would. I don't think he would. Oh, I bet he'd he would. Find, he'd find some way to appoint himself in charge <laughs> of something. Of just something. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily know what it would be, but Gene would be. Gene would be. I'm. I'm going to be in charge of this. I rule all of the janitors in the hospital. <laughs> I rule them all. Chief custodian. <laughs> nothing wrong with being a chief custodian. No, not at all. But, but there's definitely something wrong if you are not the chief custodian. <laughs> and acting such. And you work for Gene Simmons <laughs> as the chief custodian. <laughs> Just a bad idea. Bad idea, bad idea. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Should, do, should we should we'll probably talk about the storyline? I mean that's kind of the the thing. How how did you get it? Were you able? I to, had to... an idea. Okay, I listened to it all the way through. Had I knew it was a concept album, so I had a I pieced the story together, and then I looked it up, and I was close, but not. I've definitely missed and got some things confused. Would you miss? I didn't get that. I thought Grandma got put into the fireplace. No, and then, and then at the no. end when he when he sees Grandma. 
it's the it's the ghostly specter of grandma that them has created yeah it's hard to sort it out yeah but then i was like okay wait is grandma immortal then because he sliced her throat and she's still there no he bit her throat is he bit her throat yeah okay. remember because he had the blood dripping from that's his right. mouth that's right he was uh sitting in the ambulance yeah so the like end. there's just this is some fucking like like, a, like the movies, you, know, you see a movie and it's confusing because it doesn't seem to have any rules. Like The Fountain. The Fountain doesn't have any rules. <laughs> you see The Fountain and you're like, I don't fucking... Or well, like I, I just, Shutter Island. Is always... The fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like fucking... Uh... I was thinking the one where the lovers put the letter in the mailbox. Oh, yeah. But they're like decades apart. Oh, yeah. And like Fear and Loathing. That's a good example. That makes a hundred percent sense to me. See, I watched *Fear and Loathing*. I was like, I have no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> that's There's lizard you, people, you've never, and then he's in the desert watching a dirt bike race. It's then, that's because you've never been around people doing mes- hard drugs, mescaline, yeah. or LSD. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah. it's the the thing about the, the the thing about LSD is that it's. <clears throat> It's like a mind eraser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> and they were doing it. They were like two weeks straight. Yeah, where it was just. But it's like it. I felt like the same way that Napoleon Dynamite was an experiment in having a movie without a heroic cycle that still tells a story. <laughs> All right. I feel yeah. like this was not nearly as extreme, but right. like it tells a story really choppy. But I think a lot of it's just because. He's hard to understand sometimes with mm. his <laughs> like you that's can't, why that's you, why I like merciful fate. You can't always get the words out when he's yeah. saying that shit. So yeah, I think yeah. that's a lot of the issue. I, there's the the ending of what's it? I think it's was it the ending of? I th- yeah, it's the ending of Welcome Home. Okay, where he, where he says. <clears throat> Uh, where he drops down, it's grandma talking to King. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, he drops down into his lower register. Mm-hmm. Now that you're stuck here, you better be my friend. And that's how the song ends. Yeah. The and very, the closing right. track too of coming home, there's like 30 seconds of him just talking. Yo, yeah. And it's hard to like, even then when there's no, it's mu- like, it's like the prologue. I mean, I get it. You but know? even when there's hardly any music, you're like, the fuck did he say? <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you did you read the lyrics? No, I did not read the lyrics. I, okay, read, the, I okay, read the outline okay. of the story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're like showing up to the to, to like advanced English. Yeah. Like three days late. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has a syllabus, but you. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Everyone knows how to use Microsoft Word, but you. Yeah. It's just well, usually hey, I can't get up. <laughs> the way this dynamic. <laughs> The way this dynamic works is you tell me what you're looking up, and then I don't look that up. <laughs> because I'm like, I want the reaction of like, the fuck are you talking about? So I specifically did not look up the lyrics. You were like, I'm looking up what Amon means, and I'm reading all these lyrics. And I'm like, oh, I guess I won't do that then. So I'm just going to get the story, going to write all the key details, going to listen to it, going to make some notes. All right. It's fucking, it's weird, man. I always, we were, you and I were going back and forth in the music, the like chat, chat yeah. the other day. And I was yeah. like, this is how I know you're not doing your homework. Yeah, no, I were, I, like, I do it on Tuesday. It's Thursday. We record these on Thursday. It's Tuesday night and Wednesday night. It's when I do my fucking homework. It's too, it's too much to keep up with. It's too <laughs> much. I can't. Being frustrated with you, it's too much.
All right. So, with all that said, yes. Guess what we have to do? A motherfucking track by track. A motherfucking track <laughs> by track. <laughs> It's a motherfucking track by track. All right, track by track. Track by track. All right, so out from the asylum. It's a lot of just talking. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes, finally we can get some company. You know, is that the house talking, correct? No, it's them talking. But but them is the house. No. Okay, then the house literally is just a house then. The house is... Treat it like... Keeping them in. in. Imagine this. Are they trapped within the house? Okay, here's... I will will explain it to you. Okay, okay. Lay lay it down. Right, so you got you and your girlfriend. Mm Mm-hmm. The bedroom mm-hmm. is where you do the nasty. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you and the girlfriend are them. The bedroom is the house, Amon. Okay. It's kind of like the temple, so to speak. The 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 lightning rod, the ground zero okay, okay. of what everything is happening with them. They're also somewhat trapped in Amon. Somewhat. Because when they get out, yeah. they're like, the power's not as strong outside. I mean, does that ever really get, you know, 100% fleshed out? No. He's yeah. like, I go outside, they're not as strong here. So I go to the cellar. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, Why? No, he didn't go to the cellar. It said something about there's something in the cellar. Yeah. And it's but, looking for something. No, the... We're the, getting ahead of ourselves. The, the axe is in the cellar that them get oh. to chop Missy up to throw her... Okay. You're frustrating me. It's it's really hard to I have I have a, the story I, I knew wait, I okay. Okay. You didn't read the lyrics. I did not read the lyrics. You're correct. You want me to read Do you, no no, don't read the lyrics cuz it's the too lyrics. fucking late I have, now. I have the story it's of too, how I thought it went written it's too, down. It's too late. It's too okay, late. Okay. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Do you know what your problem is? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I do. It's that you think <laughs> you're better I don't. than everyone else. I don't. I wrote so, it down. I don't need to read these lyrics. No, I want to know the lyrics. These lyrics don't. The lyrics. They Tell don't the mean lyrics. The lyrics are shit. important. All right. So out from the asylum. Yes. And here, here, this is interesting <laughs> because this, out from the asylum is the only true indicator, mm-hmm. um, or I guess like really direct indicator that grandma has been in, in an asylum. In an asylum because yeah. otherwise they referred to it as a long holiday. Yes. Or yes. a vacation. Grandma's been away for a long holiday. She's, she's yeah. been away. So make sure you're nice to her. Realistically, we, we could potentially be talking about a woman with dementia. Just keep going. I'll let you, I'll let you roll. Or she's just flat out, just fucking real evil. Yeah. <laughs> just keep, keep rolling. Keep rolling. <laughs> That's that, that, but I, it never otherwise really gets addressed. But anyway, yeah, the beginning of the album, that conversation, which is clearly all King Diamond himself. Yeah. And what's interesting too is that he didn't do separate takes with the different voices. Yeah. I think he literally did one take. He just goes. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just did the different voices. And yeah. like I'm like, 
I kind of wanted different voices. That's kind of impressive, <laughs> but also stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, out from the asylum track one, it's kind of just setting everything up. Yeah, it's it's you know, grandma's it's, coming uh, home from the asylum. There are weird voices in in the attic <laughs> who they're they're not they're not happy. All right, we'll get into this because I got some real fucking issues about the how how via the story the floor plan of this house right (laughs) i had the same problem because we find out grandma's room is in the attic and she's in a fucking wheelchair (laughs) (laughs) why would you do that and on top of that too she didn't want a bed she only wants a rocking chair yeah but at one point she's in bed king says his room was next to grandma's (laughs) yeah so how you know yeah like did they brady bunch it and put you know like all in a row well no like greg and marcia they were all like i want the attic no i want the attic so they Mm. just hung up a sheet Mm. in between to separate between the the, the crazy grandma and and king right yeah that's mm. (laughs) right Mm. how realistically how successful is that going to be not not so much much. depending on the age of king (laughs) if king is like a toddler then yeah sure but (laughs) king is i mean what's a toddler gonna do (laughs) die like, well, but, I, mean, but, I mean, I'm talking in a nor- in a normal scenario, in a normal you scenario, put a toddler in a, and not in with demon grandma, <laughs> in in with re with a real grandmother. A teenager is not going to share a room with a with a grandma. A kid would probably share a room with grandma. Now, nobody's sharing a room with demon grandma. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Come on, man. This is a confusing episode. Fucking terrible. <laughs> All right, so there's out from the asylum. Second track, Welcome Home. Yeah. That's the big single. Grandma. <laughs> and the, the, you know. That was used, that's used in a lot of other things, too. Yeah, the Clerks Clerks 2 was used in uh, yeah, Brutal Legend. It's a video game with Jack Black. Oh, really? On PS2, really? yeah, yeah, okay. it was a it was a metal video game. So all the music is like, that's where I found Three Inches of Blood. That's where I found Skeleton Witch. Like they had a whole, yeah, <laughs> okay. I know. Like the Motorhead's on there, King Diamond's on there, oh, that's neat. Uh, Kill Switch Engage is on there. There's a whole bunch of cool stuff. Oh, wow. it's, okay. it's a cool game. Right. Yeah. Okay, it's on there. There, it's a big track on there. Well, okay, all right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Welcome Home, Grandma. Yeah, she's her coming back. She's her coming back. She's coming back to the home. The and... thing I don't get. The thing that get, that I don't get though is that do they already know the shit that's going on? Because Grandma is aware that they're there waiting on them. Like Grandma is somewhat aware that so them is, is waiting. Does Mom, King, and Missy know. Do they know that something weird is going on already? Because they seem to be welcoming Grandma back with open arms. Here's what I think. Woo! And I Sorry, call this my. I call, I call this my Ghostbuster theory. Okay. The apartment building in Ghostbusters. Oh, with uh, it acts as a conduit. Yeah, yeah for yeah. Gozer the Gozerian. Yeah, yeah. But it has to have. It has to take over Dana, Dana and Lewis. Right. Take over Sigourney Weaver. They become the key yeah. master and the gatekeeper, right? I'm the gatekeeper. You think I'm the key master? Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> or Vince. Is it Lewis? No, his real name is Lewis Tully. Yeah. And then once he gets possessed, it's Vince Clorthol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Vince, would you like some coffee? 
Yes, have some. Yes, have, have some. some. <laughs> there is no data, only Zuli. Zuli, oh, you will nut you. Zuli, you will nut you. <laughs> God damn it, I love Ghostbusters. Yeah, we anyway, should do a Ghostbusters we episode. should. Busted makes me feel good. <laughs> anyway, anyway, welcome home. Uh, you know, Grandma. She's home. Let me touch you. Let me feel. That's, oh. that's so that's, weird. Because that's King. Yeah. Saying that. Yeah. And is, it's a little rapey. It's a, a little? It's a lot. It's a lot of rapey. It's a lot of rapey, which just whole whole nother level. Yeah. And again, <laughs> never touch on it again. <laughs> just King may want to have some grandma sex. <laughs> And then we never talk about it again. Like, I assumed that would play into something. Like, King is also crazy. But for the rest of the fucking album, King is portrayed as, like, the the victim hero. What a, I know. What a, the Oedipus complex. That's when you want to... You want to fuck your you're, mom. You're attracted to your mother, right? Yeah. Is it so Oedipus? Is there... Yeah, Oedipus. Yeah, it's Oedipus. Oedipus. Yeah. The edible mother, you know, watches oh, over man. the kid. That's yeah. psychological. Anyway, is there a grandma version of... Grand Oedipus complex. Grand Oedipus. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't, mm. not gonna look it up. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> no, we're not. I don't want that in my search history. Um, the only thing that worth mentioning is, uh, Grandma doesn't want a bed. She wants the rocking chair, and they mention the teapot. Yes, that Missy. I think it's that Missy and King found the teapot. Yes, yes. So the teapot is in the house yeah teapot has some sort of significance yeah yeah well they make the tea well they make the, the tea with mom blood that yeah makes the, him all crazy it's the mom blood teapot which is like only king diamond <laughs> will, will the phrase mom blood teapot ever ever make sense it'll work <laughs> that'll do i'm just you know uh denmark it's it's different over there i guess yeah, it's lars ulrich and King Diamond. Oh fuck, they are. That's what we know I about. I didn't even the, think like, about that. That's what we know about Denmark. Yeah, we know that. So, little Danish friend. We're just assuming big creepy coarse pan guy. <laughs> like, that's what we got. That's what Denmark is spitting out. Yeah, we yeah. Have no other examples of people from Denmark. <laughs> mm. So we're left to assume. They was are. Franz Ferdinand from Denmark? What the band? Or, no, the, or the guy. The guy. I don't know. I thought he was the Duke of Denmark, and that started World War II when he was assassinated. Look, all I know is Franz Ferdinand are the fucking dukes of making me want to dance. Oh yeah, that's fucking catchy. That's what I know. <laughs> Wait, that modest mouse. That might be modest mouse. That's modest mouse. Fuck. <laughs> Franz Ferdinand. I'm going to go on record. Franz Ferdinand are infinitely better than Modest Mouse. So uh, anyway, you find out, you find out about, you know, grandma. The shit. Grandma's fucking nuts. Grandma's on some shit. Uh, let us go inside. Something's on their mind. Yeah. They are still alive. Can you feel their eyes? Now that you're stuck here with me, you better be my friend. That's such an odd, like, was that grandma speaking? Yeah. Who would say? Is she, now, is she talking to King or to yeah, them? To King. Why, why would you say that to a grandchild? You better be my friend. Dementia. Mm. That's the only thing. The thing. <laughs> dementia doesn't give you power over supernatural beings, though. I mean, in this story, <laughs> it does. I guess. It does. I guess she's got she's got the the the, the evil dementia. Yeah, yeah. It's 
Is there a name for evil dementia? Mm, give me a minute. I'll think of something. Like just <laughs> sociopath? Nega dementia? <laughs> it's the nega dementia. <laughs> Anti-dementia? Nega dementia. Nega dementia sounds Not like... Not mega. Nega. Nega dementia. Nega. Yeah. <laughs> what's the difference between dementia and mega dementia? <laughs> like, uh, I feel like... <laughs> functionality probably <laughs> i picture like we're i mean dementia is bad it's real I'm bad not, I'm, yeah I'm, i just there's no way i'm gonna not be offensive with what i'm about i mean never stopped to see before. i picture like dementia as like i uh, kind of like i uh forgot who are you yeah who, yeah who, who am i talking to yeah yeah but like mega dementia is you like standing up and being like <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know me. I don't know this place. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking burn the house down. Mega dementia. No, nega dementia. Nega dementia. You're just like Neg- you, you get like you get black eyes and a purple flamey aura around you, and you don't remember anything, and you're also really angry. Nega dementia sounds like a kaiju. Nega dementia does sound like a like a like a not a not a Godzilla bad guy, but like a jet jaguar bad guy. <laughs> Fights Godzuki. You know? Oh, the little one? <laughs> yeah, the yeah. little one. Or Gitara or whatever. Just an old lady fighting Godzuki. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and it's got it's got good guitar solo. It's this whole album is just good, the guitar work on everything. Yeah, if we if we stop to talk about every good guitar solo it, every song. That's we're it'd not, be like talking about Dragon Force guitar solos. None of the rest nine of the minutes out of the thirteen minute song. Andy LaRock <laughs> consistently gives me a guitar solo bone. Yeah. Uh, all right, so third, the invisible guest. This is the one where we real they, they kinda like, okay, them is a thing now. Like we now know. Because before it's like they reference them, but now them is a thing. I was I I remember I remember the first time I heard this. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember thinking to myself, King Diamond is a Dane. I yeah, knew, I knew that. Yeah. at at a young age, and I remember listening to it, and I remember being happy that he wasn't trying to use the pronoun them for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, them can hear you, so he says. They can hear you. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. I was, I remember just being, just being glad that we yeah. did using it, using it like an actual pronoun, not a name. Yeah, not like Steve can hear you. Them can hear you. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I remember. No, they. I remember. I remember being happy. I was like, I remember going, okay, good. Language barrier is not as bad as I thought. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Happy about it. Anyway, yeah, the invisible guest. So you meet. Um, uh, this one, Grandma goes to King's room. Yes. Right. Yeah, she's. I don't. I don't remember her going to his room. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, she, no, because doesn't yeah. she, doesn't she wake him up in bed? He's in bed and she's talking to him. No, King goes to Grandma's room. Is that what? I don't because, remember him. Yeah, King goes to Grandma's room because she heard her talking, talking to them, talking and to it's, them. It's him, but no, because that's the next song. That's T, because T's the one where he he sees the the teapot. I think. Floating I think. Shit. I think like. Invisible guests and T, you kind of kind of one. You got to kind of sandwich them together, like uh, Power Slave and Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Gotcha. You know, mm-hmm. you just just they are one big story. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a continuation. Part one, part two. So I bet Invisible oh. Guests is him hearing Grandma talking to someone and being confused, and the inner monologue, and then T is what he sees when he looks through her the, her door. 
through the crack in the door. No, he go he he go it during tea. Yeah, he drinks the tea. Oh fuck, you're right. So that's what it yeah. is. So visible guess is him seeing the tea party with things floating and shit. Yeah, and then tea is yeah. when she invites him in and ha- makes yeah. the mom blood tea. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Invisible guess is the first mention of Amon. Yes. 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 Yeah. Because what is it? Um, uh, do come in, my little friend. Yes. That's what Grandma said to yes. King. Which again. Why the fuck do you speak to your grandson that way? My grandma never called me friend. Yeah. So just, Sweetie, honey. Honey. You know, Jakey. Jakey, poo. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know, yeah. little fella. Yeah, it's never, never, it's, never, it's never. Come, come here, guy, buddy, pal. <laughs> Imagine the weird sort of like disassociative. Yeah, like, the disassociative disorder you would develop as a child if your grandma just constantly called you buddy. Hey, pal. Hey, pal. Fuck off, Grandma. <laughs> I have a name. Am I adopted? <laughs> Am I adopted and Grandma doesn't like me? <laughs> she didn't want me. She doesn't speak to me in a personal way. <laughs> uh, she just called yeah, me boy. She, uh, King, King, yeah, that's when King sits in Grandma's chair. Yeah. She tells him that the house is called Amon. Yeah. And then she sends him <clears throat> King back to sleep. Yeah. Right? Yes. And then T, Grandma wakes up King to show him about Amon. Yes. So I think it's a second night. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it happened over consecutive jump. nights. Yeah, we got a we got a montage. Yeah. An eighties montage. Yeah, like one night she's like, We got we big big we things. Got, got these got these spooky ghosts. Things are happening. Yeah. We'll talk about it tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got these spooky ghosts. In this living house. <laughs> like, ooh, Grandma. I think it's time to go back to the asylum. So, yeah, yeah. Then Grandma cuts Mom's hand. Makes Mom blood tea. Yeah, they put the blood into the tea. And that's when King hears them yeah. telling stories of yeah. the things. Ne- the netherworld. Yeah. The, I guess the, the, the ethereal. The nega world. The nega world. <laughs> The dark world. <laughs> the negadimensional world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's when he's all like, I, I hope the dream doesn't end because it feels real good. Yeah, that's that's, See, that's which, the part that's scary. Yeah, and all which, it is. Which, which again, like yeah. he's all like, it was ecstasy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's the grand Oedipus <laughs> complex yeah. like we, we don't know what to call it like yeah but that's the grand Oedipus. yeah that's that's what it's like I think, <laughs> I think that's that's the song he says it's like some sort of paradise yeah i think that's where he said yeah. paradise right sure yeah but anyway oh it's time yeah. for tea <sighs> hard to sing along there's something i mean like the first time I listened to this all the way through and like got the story and I was like, this is fucking some 80s B-movie nonsense. And the more I think about it, the more it creeps me out. <laughs> like When you <laughs> yeah. sit and think, it's like... Layers. Bleh. Layers. Like, what were we talking about a while back that was like a 12-layer dip of depravity? Who was that? Uh, uh, Gigi Allen. Gigi Allen. That's and, what and, it was. And the murder junkies. Yeah. yeah. This could be worse. <laughs> no, because this isn't real. <laughs> Gigi Allen, that should have happened, and it's well documented. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So it's totally Fiction good. is never worse yeah. than what is real. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, but it's bad. It is definitely bad. I don't... I think... 
I think the wanting to 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 fornicate with the grandmother, I think may be an unfortunate side effect of him just trying to be creepy. Incidental. Yeah, yeah. Cause I don't that, like. I said that never comes up again. Yeah. So I think maybe that was trying to be. Maybe he's either trying to convince just the creepiness, right? Or he's trying to be like, my grandma's home, and I'm super jacked about it. I'm super happy to see my grandma. Okay. Because he is a kid still. So like. Okay. I think the I think the the Oedipus problem may just be an unfortunate byproduct of of trying go trying really hard to be creepy. Okay. Like if, if it would have come up again, I would have been like, eh, it's kind of hard to, to Yeah. Uh, but like he just he has like See, I it's just, like two see, lines. I just think grandma was slipping him ecstasy. That's a possibility. Or a Molly. I don't think it's Molly in 88, but it's probably ecstasy. Some acid. What's that one stuff that makes people, like, you take it once and you're done. You're just winning insane. The Heroin. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, what, um, crocodile. Sure. It turns people into just bizarre. Crocodiles? Per- no, crocodile. Uh, it turns people into crocodiles. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. Mother's getting weaker. Yeah. This is my favorite it's, song on the album. It is? Yeah. The guitar intro is fucking sick. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. the Dueling's intro. Yeah. Good riffage. It's so good. Good riffage. It's yeah. like just this album with no vocals would still be amazing. Yeah. And this is also the one that has like Mother's Getting Weaker. Like that line is used as almost a chorus in this song so like it does have a bit of a repeating phrase yeah more so than a lot of the other ones accessible do. yeah so it's like i it was it was nice i liked it but this is definitely my favorite track on the album another good another great guitar solo on this one too yeah it is i feel like from this point it's kind of like the um it's kind of like <clears throat> it's kind of like the turning point for yeah the, for the plot yes you know? i also feel like from this point on in the musical aspect of the album, this is the stronger part of the album. I feel like the first couple. Back half? Yeah, I feel like the first couple aren't as strong as what comes after. What, what Mother's Getting Weaker and After. Specifically, Mother's Getting Weaker, Bye Bye Missy, and A Broken Spell are all specifically strong. You like them? Yeah, those are the ones I like those the most. Those would be, can you play those? Yeah, can, I bet, bet you can't play this songs. Yeah. Yeah. It is a good song. Yeah. It that's is. when that's when uh, Missy says she hates King. Yeah, which is yeah. So, there's so many things we don't I have. Yeah, we don't have answers for. Well, that's no, because that's when King is all about. King is all about like I want to drink his tea. It fucking feels amazing. Yeah, he wants to do it, and then Missy's all like, "You gotta <laughs> knock this shit off because it's hurting mom." Yeah. Mom's getting weak. She's getting paler. And then by the end of the song, Missy's like, fuck it. I hate you. Yeah. You're not my brother. It is hotter than Satan's taint in here. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I'm good. We're good. We're good. I'm good. That heat kicked on and it's just like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Uh, 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 I'm going to be a a pissy baby. (laughs) All right. All right. Bye bye, Missy. Yeah. And that's when she. T again. Here. Okay. Just want to say this real quick. Just want to say this real quick. Mother's beginning weaker at the beginning of the song. He says mm-hmm. it's the last night we would have tea. Yeah, because I'm assuming his mother's out of blood. Bye bye, Missy. Yeah. It was tea time again. 
God damn it. That's yeah. literally the line. It was, yeah. tea, it was tea time again. Let's do yeah. it. Like, so I'm just saying. Not a whole lot of a lot of uh, quality control. Yeah, the 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 timeline doesn't add up. <laughs> right. King's yeah. room is next to the attic. Yeah, it's it's just outside on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> he has to sleep at like a 45 degree angle. <laughs> put a bed. On yeah, the, just, just put a bed on the roof. Nail, nail it into nail the roof. A big steel frame. Bed. You gotta. You just gotta lay on a 45 degree <laughs> angle. <laughs> but no, that's when. Because that's when Missy sees... She sees them, too, doesn't she? I thought she saw sort them of. just before she died. She sees... Missy sees the mom in grandmother's chair. Yeah. Right? What have you done to my mom? She literally says that. Uh, and then them... She, she looks to not be alive, as they think that line's in that yeah, one, she's, Yeah, Yeah, she's in bad shape. Yeah. She's in bad shape. We better get rid of her. She's too young anyway. And then the teapot gets broken. Yeah. So that's them talking about Missy, mm-hmm. which I think is weird because they make Missy King is older than Missy in this story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess. If, I mean, if, and if, I, I just by this, I just want to point out that <laughs> the name is Missy. Yeah. Which is oftentimes a variation of Melissa. Yes. Hint. Hint. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Yeah. Nudge, nudge. Mm-hmm. Merciful fate. Yeah, clearly. I'm just saying. Oh, well, I mean, I'm sure that's not lost on... Right. And then uh, the teapot breaks, and then them, they go after Missy. Yeah. Yeah. With an axe. Eventually. Yeah. Yes. Because then the broken spell... King runs out of the house. Yeah. And then he realizes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. This is fucked up. I'm not. I'm not drunk on the mom tea and, anymore. Right. And then yeah. he sees into the basement. Mm-hmm. The axe is gone. The axe is. Picks up, floats around. Uh, levitating. Okay. And then Missy, they did them ha- just hack up Missy. And put her in the furnace. And put her in the fireplace. fireplace in the and kitchen. King sees the smoke. Yeah. Coming out. And. Why is there a fireplace in your kitchen? This is a big house. Mm-hmm. Look, You're making some making some pizzas this, this in, that, is, in that kitchen. This is not a modular home. This is. I get that. How many houses this is not ever one have you those... seen that have a kitchen fireplace? Well, I'm sure there's some, like I mean, bigger, maybe. bigger, like like those big plantation houses down yeah. south, like. You probably had to have a fireplace just, every couple of feet. It just, it's the first, it's one of those other things in this, in this album that I was like, what? Why? Why? <laughs> I was, I'm just going to listen to the guitar. Yeah. Solo. I'm just going to mm. screw this. <laughs> All right. So he sees the smoke. King goes back inside. Yes. To get grandma. And sort of knows. The accusation chair. <laughs> I kind of knew. I kind of knew grandma. She would be waiting for me in her room. Yeah, kind, just kind of. I kind of knew. Kind of knew. That kind is the knew. line verbatim, correct? <laughs> yes. I kind of yes. knew. Yes. I kind of knew. That's so... She would be waiting for me in her room. That's so not romantic. That's so not romanticized. That's so not... <laughs> See, and that... Well, that's the point which I chalk it up to probably communication gap. Yeah. You know, the little nuances of the English language. And, and English is fucking it's hard to learn dumb yeah it's hard you know to learn. when we look at other languages like why aren't we doing that yeah spanish you can literally just 
take the unimportant words out of a sentence <laughs> and just know what, like, you just... Well, it's all based around infinitives. Yeah, but it's still like, why don't we do that? Why can't I do that? <laughs> just, I mean, you should just start doing Less it. words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me, Jake. <laughs> Not caveman talk. Much but... hungry. <laughs> I mean, it's still, you know, but I mean... Mo- mucho hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say the accusation chair, that next song, that's a real good song. Yeah, yeah, they're all really good. Once after it, after Mother's Getting Weaker, they're solid until yeah. the, until yeah. Coming Home, and I didn't care for Coming Home. Yeah, but it's, good, it's it's mostly just talking again. And that's when King takes her outside. Yeah, and she's like, "Let's stay out here. It's it's real nice. We'll bathe in the moonlight." Yeah, and then King, whoosh which how? Bite her right in the fucking throat. In the throat. Yeah. Which is, why was that your first choice? I mean, again, possessed. Th- that yeah. part is romanticized. That is something you would write about. But then four lines earlier, I kind of knew she was in her room. <laughs> well, it's, it's just so it's weird. The, it's, well, the, I again, I think it's a communication gap. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's just the nuances of the English language. Regardless of the communication gap, it's just weird. That like just It's so picky-choosy on... Well, here's what I think, okay? King, he wanted to date his grandma. Ugh. Mm. The, the character of King yeah. was into the grandma, mm. so he's like, you fucking, you're not reciprocating, so I'm going to bite your throat out. Period. End of story. There, that's, there's a lot that goes on between <laughs> those two things that you were just, you just glanced over. Dead mom, dead sister, chopped up sister, fucking mom, well, that's the mom only blood teeth, house only way. demons. Yeah, that's, grandma dies, and then King just runs away into the night. Yeah, because he's seen some shit. I t- I took it as that when Grandma dies, the the powers the spell also left the yeah. the last vestiges of yeah. the yeah. of the spell. And he's like, "Oh fuck, Mom's dead. My my sister's dead. Was Mom dead? You never see hear about Mom again. And the last the last we heard is that Miss, Missy is absolutely Missy is chopped up in pieces. The last you heard that Missy Mom is is a kebab. She is she is she is a kebab. They are Mom is sitting in the in Grandma's chair, and the and the word is she appears to be not alive. That's the line. She appears. She looks. She looks to be not alive or something like that. Right. And we know he's been draining her blood to make the magic tea. Mom blood tea. Mom blood tea. So. I'm saying mom's probably dead. Grandma King's magic mom yeah. blood tea. Oh, Grandma King's magic mom blood tea. <laughs> oh my God. Why is that not a product? That's Why is like that not Orville a product? Redenbacher's. Yeah. You know, yeah. It popcorn. just looks like totally normal, but it's called that. <laughs> Grandma King's magic <laughs> mom blood tea. Wouldn't it be Grandma Diamonds? Well. Because <laughs> Diamond clearly is his surname. Right. Yeah. Grandma Diamonds. Magic mom blood tea. Anyway. Ma- and uh, Mother King's, you know. Magic m- blood mad tea. Duh. Magic blood to be used with. Mad no, I got, I got I got it. I got it. Okay. okay. Mother King's banana marmalade. <laughs> no, what's. No, no, no. Hang on. Hang on. Mother, Mother King's. <laughs> Strawberry marmalade, because <laughs> of the red. 
That's the one. Strawberry marmalade. <laughs> but yeah, we're assuming everybody's dead. Mother Kings. I guess we're still here. Never Pos- mind. Possession-based strawberry marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> Part of this balanced breakfast. <laughs> Uh, uh, and then we get a, a little bit of a little instrumental interlude. Yeah, that's not really instrumental because he's talking behind it. You just can't hear it. Well, it's supposed to be them. Oh, it's that. Talk. See, I thought that was supposed, to be, supposed to be his them. ramblings inside of the asylum because he's in an asylum now. No, not yet. Is he not? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. Not yet. What? So it's them. Oh, the, I thought we the were. Lyrics, I thought we were on Twilight Symphony. Them, Sorry. them. Yeah. The song. The lyrics are "King, we are stronger than you. You must return." Yeah. And <laughs> then, it's a real pretty little day. Yeah, it is. It is a nice. It's like acoustic and kind of out of place, but it's nice. It's symphonic. Very symphonic. Very yes. symphonic. very avant-garde. Yeah. Mm. Bar- I'll bar- buy that. Baroque. Baroque. It's not baroque. I'll buy avant-garde before I'll buy baroque. <laughs> Grandma Diamonds. <laughs> Avant-garde. Grandma Diamonds. What was it? Grandma Diamonds. Magic Mom Blood Tea. Magic Mom Blood Tea. And then Mother yeah. King's. Straw. Mm, no. Possession. 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 Strawberry Marmalade. Strawberry Marmalade. <laughs> <sighs> That's almost as good as Zodak Jackson. Jackson and the V's are all Jacksons. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you could also oh, the alliteration. You could also have Missy's mystery meat. <laughs> the alliteration is so good. <laughs> the alliteration is quite strong. Chopped up a thirteen-year-old girl. Yeah. And turned her into kebabs. He's just fat to dripping on kebab. <laughs> I can see. It's funny. The thought, like, you know, when you go to like the county fair and you get that one like farmer who, yeah, he's, he probably has some cow. Yeah. But he's made like a barbecue pit. Yeah. Out of, yeah. Yeah. He'll take still barrels. Yeah. Split them in half and yeah, turn into sure. a bar. So a picture King like doing that. Yeah, but it's his you know, sister. But no, no, oh. no. Like King in his makeup. Oh, just he's a, he's just I'm going around yeah. the state fairs. King, and... Just imagine like Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazard, <laughs> but it's King Diamond. Yeah, yeah. At a barbecue pit. Yeah. Selling. <laughs> just selling some fucking ribs and, <laughs> Miss, and kebabs. Missy's and... mystery meat glazed with <laughs> Grandma Diamonds. <laughs> no, it was Ma. It was it was, it was Grandma. Grandma Diamond's possession. No. But it was the mom's possession strawberry marmalade. <laughs> and then Grandma Diamond's magic mom blood tea. <laughs> Come on, man. I'll write it down. Make it I'll, write, I'll write it down. Like, it can't, it down. Like, it's too much to I'll remember. It it's too much to remember. All right. So, yeah, that's when you find out he's with the medics. Yeah. That's when they introduce the Dr. Landau character, which we hear more about. On the next album, conspiracy. Yes. To wrap yes. up, to wrap up the story, they can't find Missy. Uh, King bit Grandma's neck, and then King never sees, never sees Mother ever again. Ever again. And then which at, makes me think that she's fucking dead. And then at the end of the the song, 
that's when he's like, I'm fucking going back to the house. And then in the linear notes of the album, it says it's been nine years since all this shit has happened. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm going back to the house. I gotta know. So, and then that's how many years has it been? I think it said nine. Jesus. It's either seven or nine. Could be five or six. He's a fucking grown ass man now. Any number between one and 10, it could be those years. So more than one, less than 50. Right. And then we have coming home. That's when he's all like, grandma. Yeah. And then she's all like, I knew it was you at the door. I saw you from the window. Now come inside, my dear. It's good to see you again. Probably want some tea. Despite what you did to to my my throat. Throat. That's it. Throat. They are waiting upstairs. (laughs) Come. Missy is there too. She's sitting on grandpa's lap. Oh, fuck. I thought she said grandma's lap, which grandpa. Yeah. I bet you're dying for For a a cup of tea. Yeah. And that's like, mm. so, so I think who the fuck's grandpa? Well, that would just, you know, he's, he's almost like lurch for the Adams family. He's just sort of incidental. Yeah. I think. What that is, it's a whole nother layer that we don't. Yeah, um, do we go in? Like, do we get into that in the next album? I don't know. Okay, we should we should listen to that. At I some only point. know conspiracy, like I only know bits and pieces of lyrics, yeah. but I'm more like, oh, that drum part's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I am yeah. with the rest of the King Diamond catalog, which Mickey D. Uh, is fucking tearing it up. I'm just saying his stuff. The some of the weird rhythms he does are really good. Where he could just be going, he'll put some weird funky rhythm underneath it. It's I nuts. really dig it. It's nuts. It's He's nuts. really good. Is he still playing with them? No, he plays for the Scorpions now. Really? Yeah. Nice. After Lemmy passed away, he went to the Scorpions. Wait, after Lemmy passed away, mm-hmm. was he in Motorhead? That that's that Mikey D. Mickey. Mickey D. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh. I read that as Mikey D. So yeah. that did not even click. It's Mickey. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh. He's real good. He's real good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that was the same. Because I, I read it as, it's M-I-K-K-E-Y. Yeah. So I was like, that's a weird way to spell Mikey. Didn't think about it being Mickey D. It'd be funny if it was Mikey. Yeah, all these years. He's just let it go. I picture that fat kid that eats the cereal. I think you're probably too young what? for that. Mikey. Hey, Mikey, he likes it? Mikey. Life cereal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was he fat? I mean, he wasn't skinny. Hmm. Okay. I mean, he wasn't like the freshest big boy. (laughs) But, all right, anyway, that's the track by track. Motherfucking track by track. All right, so, oh, the only other thing worth mentioning, too, is on the remastered version, you can get the phone call track. Yeah. Which is... Genuinely, actually, pretty creepy. Is it who's calling who? It's Grandma calling King when he's in the asylum. I think so. Ugh. And Grandma's super dead, so that's really weird. Is she though? My take of it at the end is that Grandma is long dead. See, and this is this is all of everyone left in the house are apparitions because Mom's the only one who's not there. Right. And we know for a fucking fact. Missy is dead. <laughs> yeah. Missy is fucking dog meat. Missy mystery meats. Yeah. Missy's mystery meat kebabs. Okay. All right. 
we're going to take a little bit of a break. Okay. So we mentioned the house Amon. Amon. Okay. We're going to go we're going to go into a little bit of detail on that. Let's do it. I called in a favor to my mom. To your madre. Cuz my mom has got all the knowledge as it relates on to, evil home improvement. To the to all the biblical stuff. Yeah. Because there's biblical there's biblical context yeah. to yeah. the term Amon. Mm-hmm. So check it out. <laughs> On the phone, we're joined with my mother, Reba. I specifically wanted to talk to her because she's got some uh she's got some clout in the area of what we've been discussing regarding this King Diamond album. So, Mom, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Mom, real quick, what's uh, what, what's your credentials in uh, ha, per, everything pertaining to what we're talking about with this album? Well, I have a bachelor's degree in um, psychology, addiction, and but I have a master's degree in religious studies. All right. So, as it relates to this this King Diamond album, um, this album, them, really interesting album, uh, kind of a. The, the previous album to this one was sort of his quote-unquote breakout album. So the stakes were a little bit higher for this album. And I think he came up with a pretty neat storyline as far as conceptual albums go. That's, that tends to be what King Diamond sticks to, obviously. But yeah. specifically in this story, he has titled The House that everything uh, this storyline is happening in Amon, A-M-O-N. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't, it wasn't a term that I was super familiar with. Uh, there's a, there's another metal band called Amon Amarth that uses it in their, in their name, but I think it's in a completely different context. So from your examination, looking at this album and knowing what you know, what do you think, uh, where, where's he getting this term Amon from? Well, I think that probably I went and read the lyrics that to the entire album i tried to listen but it i just i couldn't get anything out of listening so <laughs> i really <laughs> i mean it was just a little much for me and so i went and read all of the lyrics and it sounds like he's using amon of the bible and amon what reigned from about six 43 B.C. to 641 B.C., only a two-year reign. Okay, he, he was, he was uh, as far as I know, he was the son of a, of another king, right? Yes. Okay. And I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce that. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and a lot of names are in the Old Testament. Gotcha. All right, so so anyway, we got a, we got a king with a really, really short reign. Um, just what's the what's the kind of the 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 cliff notes of this guy's tale? Okay, well, his father was a king. He inherited the um, being king from his father. He began to reign at age twenty-two and was dead via assassination in two years. So okay. he wasn't there very long. So. That as far as him being in, there's only a couple pieces of scripture in Second Kings about him. I remember them in the context of his son, 
Okay, what's and that? What, first, what, what? His son was Josiah. Oh, okay, and, um, okay, okay, gotcha. And his son inherited, after Amon's assassination, Josiah, at age eight, became king and reigned 31 years. He was the first one in that family context to change from paganism and idolatry to going by the hallmarks of the house of David. Okay, cool. All right, so yeah, that's that's kind of worth. I think that's kind of worth uh, mentioning. So my the little bit of digging I I did. There's the there's the notion of the Amon as the prime primeval deity um, worshipped at Thebes, obviously, um, and yes. it's kind of the you know embodies air or breath, and a lot of the times you see it uh, represented as a ram's head or a goose. So yes, yes. do you, do you think he had he had many houses that he had built many in in his short reign they had many temples built in with various idols. There wasn't one idol. I think there's a parallel between the lyrics of King Diamond's album and them. I almost feel like that them in the album may have been the people that assassinated Amon. Okay. Do, do, At least that's okay. where I drew the parallel. Okay. Do you, I mean? Do you think? Do, just kind of judging from the lyrics, do you think it? Do you think it really runs that deep with King Diamond as a lyricist? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think he. Yeah, he's trying to put direct parallels between what happened with it. My curiosity is why he chose Amon. He could have. I mean, there were many, many much more significant rulers in regard to paganism and Egyptian idolatry. And it was just interesting to me that he chose to use the name of someone so minor in the scheme of things. One of the things that jumped out at me was that you have the, uh, you jump from uh, Egyptian to Greek, uh, the form of yes. Amon, and it's the Greek form of the Egyptian word for the hidden one. Now, do you think mm-hmm. did you did you come across that at all anywhere? I did not. Okay, I did all not. Right. Okay, I feel yeah. I feel like the the Egyptian theme tends to it comes up with King Diamond as a lyricist more often than not. He's got he sings for another band called Merciful Fate and. Yeah. Uh, there, you know, song called "Curse of the Pharaoh." Just there's the the there's a bunch of sort of touchstones with Egyptian stuff. So, do you think is it possible? Yeah. Is it possible? Do you think he might be blurring the lines between the two? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, and I, I think he's done just enough. Where he discovered the word "King of Amon," I'm not. It's hard to tell now in chronicles. Amon, and there are at least partial chapters in Chronicles devoted to both Amon and Josiah. I I wonder if he's had any biblical exposure. See, well, I think, I mean, he's he's obviously a, a, I don't know, a relatively outspoken 
uh, Satanist, and I think it would specifically be Levian Satanism. I don't. I don't think he he doesn't align himself with uh, devil worship, quote unquote. At least on a personal level, he writes about it yes, a lot. I could, but yes, I, yeah, I could tell that. Okay, what as just as a hot take of him? Do you think? You know, what do you think he is? Is is he is he an atheist? Does he? Do you think he's any kind of any? Uh, um, you know, kind of flies the flag for any kind of deity. I do, I don't. I think he's an atheist who has a really really intense interest in Egyptology. That's what I think. He doesn't use traditional. It, he talks about. Satanism sort of as a concept, more conceptual and philosophy. Okay, all right, all right. So it's, more it's like, I, I guess, the, the difference between theology and ideology, right? Exactly. Okay, exactly. all right, gotcha. So from a, um, I mean, you ha- you've obviously got some experience in psychology. Uh, the, the entire mm-hmm. time I was growing up, that's what you were doing for as okay. not as an occupation so just as a, a real quick sort of hot take on him why why do you think he inserted himself as a as a character into this story and I think that was the most interesting about the, the most interesting thing about the story and um, what I wondered does he do that often or was that album unique um, was it unique in the sense in that he um, inserted himself as a character? Well, up to I the, wondered up up to that point. Yeah, he had only done. Um, I think there was only through two. There was two two King Diamond solo albums prior to them. Was, the first one was called an album called Fatal Portrait, and then another one called okay. uh, called Abigail. Um, and Abigail is the one that everybody kind of freaks out about. They, they, you know, it's kind of like his tour de force, so to speak. I think if I wanted to scream the Christian idea of that um, regarding what he's like, I would say that he's obviously a troubled individual. <laughs> And you understand where I'm coming from. I'm going to clarify my own myself in a moment. Okay. However, right. yeah, we can we can imagine how mortified evangelicals would be at those lyrics. Okay, so, gotcha. On the one hand, you can take an evangelical. Uh, I don't see it as that. I see him as, and and I don't want to use the term God complex because I don't think that's what it is. Sure. However, I think he has a, he has tried to in, insert himself in some way as a um, someone that can be a higher minded individual or a, I don't want to use the word God complex or demigod. I don't want to do that. I think it's for the sake of his stage persona. I would like to see what he's like in an interview as opposed to what he's like on stage. And I wonder how much of the separation he makes of the he's, because he's he's pretty he's pretty soft. He's pretty soft spoken. Uh, he's he's articulate, um, especially for. 
the fact that he speaks a couple a couple languages. He's a I, he's approachable. I've never, you know, in the in the decades that I've been studying heavy music intently, he's never he's never came across to me as um, dim witted, uh, inart- yeah. inarticulate, that sort of thing. I think he's he's one he's one of those guys where he breaks the mold the the stereotypical mold that aggressive music fans are just sort of lunk-headed and neanderthals you know that, yeah. that 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 sort of thing he he uh he definitely defies that stereotypical notion he's he's very well spoken very measured very deliberate very mm-hmm. very articulate and, and it pleases me to hear that because i think then we can assume that he has intellectual capacity, and we can assume that that would mean he is lyric. Okay. And have you ever sat down and just read the lyrics rather than listen to them? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, a lot okay. of times, yeah. Okay. Did you find in the, the album that you're profiling that, that his lyrics were sometimes a little hard to keep track of well i yeah but but only only in the sense only in the sense that i think as a um as it relates to the story as quote quote unquote author i think he has to he has to be able to squeeze the the arc of an entire storyline in a relatively short period of time and i mentioned that specifically because when this album came out CDs, compact discs were were happening, but they weren't the they they hadn't hit the the sort of the crest, so to speak. They hadn't yeah. it hadn't hit the 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 peak yet, and that that still left a lot of artists having to work with the old school LP format. That there is a there is a finite yeah. there is a finite amount of time on each side of those LPs that you have to get all your music in. So uh, as you yeah. get as you get farther into his career, his albums get longer and the reason they get longer is because you have the advantage of a compact disc where you can fit so much more content and audio yeah. onto it as opposed to an LP. So as it relates to the lyrics, yeah, I do think there's times where there's obvious kind of uh, whole plot holes in the plot so to speak. Not even to the point of holds. I noticed that. Sure. And sometimes you didn't get something cleared up from the previous song to the following song. I had some not overwhelming confusion, but <laughs> sometimes I had to try to figure out what, okay, what's he doing here? Because it, I know there are people who could have read that and 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 said that makes no sense at all. What the hell is he talking about? I would, well, I would, ch- I would chalk some of that up to uh, the communication gap, that English isn't his primary language. He's a, he's a Dane. He speaks, he speaks, yes, he speaks uh-huh. Danish. So I think there could be some stuff that gets lost in translation as far as what he's shooting for from a storyline yes. standpoint. But yes. the farther you do get into his catalog, a lot of that stuff improves drastically. Uh, yes, spe- okay. Specifically, I remember, I don't know, it's been probably well over 10 years ago, but he has an album called The Puppet Master. 
I think it came out somewhere in the vicinity of 2003, 2005. And I rem- okay. I bought that. I bought that album the week it came out. And I remember listening to it and thinking this is a much, much more fleshed out story than what he had done early on in the the King Diamond career. So it gets yeah. it gets better the farther you go in. But I think these these first three, four albums him as a band yes. it's kind of it's kind of like watching a a lower budget 80s horror movie yeah yes before before we wrap this up just just real quick um t- i want to touch base on the satanism thing again um okay now i think both of us are in agreement that we do think he's probably an atheist yeah without i, I... Without having to watch every single interview or read every interview he's ever done, yes. he strikes me as an atheist. But he does like the uh, the quote unquote pillars of Levian Satanism, and a lot of that yes. a lot of that centers around ideas of independence, not denying that lust and pride can be can be a positive motivator in your life. That sort of yeah, thing. Pleasure. This should be pleasure. Yeah. You, you, okay. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah. as it as it relates to the sort of um, uh, when we look at this album, them in the time capsule of of the mid to late '80s, and overlaying that over the top of what's called the Satanic Panic that started happening late yeah. '70s and lasted all the yeah. way up through the early '90s. You know, yeah. as where there was there any point that you were listening to this and you could pinpoint, oh man, that's probably the tripwire that set those dominoes falling for, like you mentioned, those evangelical groups uh, kind of, uh, you know, absolutely losing their shit about all of these bands. Was there anything in this album that you feel like that was the landmine that he, he planted and he wanted the evangelicals to step on? The way that he uses language, and in particular, I think about the word them. I I wanted to count how many times, and it set my mind to do it, how many times he mentioned them in the lyrics. Evangelicals panic at things like that, and also the theme of blood and human blood. That was very clear in the lyrics. Okay, yeah. And... Um, the storyline, there were several instances of even the main characters like Missy, Grandma, and Mother. Was it Mother mentioned as well? Yeah, yeah, she was. Mother yeah, and yeah. Grandmother. In the lyrics, he indicated that they were not of themselves, that they were... I, I think evangelicals could translate the way their lack of awareness as possession or having uh, been taken control of by something. And we know that if we look at it from an evangelical point, that's going to carry out to demonology and things like that. So I think those three things, there are just so many things in it, the blood sacrifice, the lack of coherence and um, awareness of the characters in the story, and it's just it is a land it is a landfill, a landmine field for 
evangelical. <laughs> and and I remember him being mentioned during all that time. Sure. When we were seeing little documentaries on I mean, you remember how bad it was. Oh yeah, it was and, that, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. We wound up It was just ridiculous. Yeah, I think the the, the sort of crescendo moment of it was the West Memphis three. You know the yes. the the three young men that got uh, the these uh, the murders of these three young boys kind of pinned on them. Yes, yes. I mean, it's just asinine <laughs> to do things like that. It's, it's I mean, it's just ridiculous, and what, it makes me embarrassed. <laughs> I'm done. What do you uh, <laughs> before? All right, we're get. I think we're probably getting close to wrapping this up, but um, just real quick, just real quick, if you could have. Um, let's say, let's say, uh, Jim Baker or, uh, Billy Graham and you, okay. you had to, you had, we set them down in a room and we played them this album and made them read these lyrics. What, what do you think the reaction from the two of them would have been? Well, I think from Jim Baker, it would have been his, I think he would have just it. <laughs> And I think, and I, I mean, I know that for sure. I think Billy Graham would have been less likely to do that. Right. But I think still he would have, because of all of the evangelical um, television personalities, Billy Graham is the least hysterical. <laughs> yeah, okay. And, yeah, I would agree and, with that. I would agree with that. And, and he's not even had any scandal in his personal life. He's just, he lives a different life. He doesn't live like the Kelly Van George do, right. and right. he just never has. So, <laughs> Billy Graham might not be your average evangelical right i think he's, I mean, he's, he's he's the kind of guy that would be more he would you know he would read c.s lewis stuff you know and not yes. and, yeah he, yes. would, he would be okay with it so yes <laughs> that's that's awesome and 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 they call c.s lewis the everyman theologian that he doesn't alienate anyone right because he speaks in he speaks more loosely of God. It, it's kind of a Gnosticism. Mm. C.S. Lewis. Yeah, he's well. I mean, he's he's definitely as it relates to the as it relates to the 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 quote unquote Christian message. I think he's he definitely has an approach that's more inclusive as opposed to ex- yes. exclusive. So, yes, yeah. absolutely, okay. absolutely. All right. So, are you going to listen to this album ever again? Well, I think I'm, I may, and I think I'm going to do a, a little research on and do some reading of lyrics on the other album. Too, oh, okay, okay. I, I do have an interest. Uh, it did spark an interest for me. Okay, well, there you go. And, how, and, and Mom, how, how old are you now? I am 64. Okay. As of <laughs> last Wednesday. So, so <laughs> making... Days. Making making a King Diamond fan of a sixty four year old. <laughs> That's amazing. That really is amazing. <laughs> True. And, and I have you to thank for that. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> there all, you go. All right. right so yeah, this uh, this has been good. Um, so okay, thanks uh, thanks for being on the show, Mom. 
that's all right, and I will talk to you soon. All right, let's keep the theme of the family rolling. Woo! Choo-choo, motherfucker. We're going to go to my brother, Derek, Music the Lifeblood's own roving reporter. Gotcha. Oh, it's Derek. All right. Hey, Derek. Fuck yeah. Reporting from the field. Let's do it. It's Derek. Woo. Where's Derek? Yeah. Reporting from the field. All right, buddy. It's Derek. Uh-huh. Hey, Derek. Fuck yeah. Reporting from the field. Let's do it. It's Derek. Woo. Where's Derek? Yeah. Joined with us on the phone, my brother Derek. He's on location at the King Diamond Show. How's it looking out there, Derek? Hey, man, this this is not a good scene out here. You told me it was King Diamond. It's more like King Satan. Fuck this. I am not going in there. Oh, it's Derek. All right. Hey, Derek. Fuck yeah. Reporting from the field. Let's do it. It's Derek. Woo. Where's Derek? Yeah. Reporting from the field. All right, buddy. It's Derek. Uh-huh. Hey, Derek. Fuck yeah. Reporting from the field. Let's do it. It's Derek. Woo. Where's Derek? Yeah. Hey, Derek. Always good to hear from <laughs> From my brother, Derek. Who was just not having it this he time. Was, he was, dare, dare I say, not cooperating. Not, not, uh, he's not going to get any reporting done today. <laughs> he was, when I initially approached him about going to the King Diamond show. Yes. He said, that guy's the devil. <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to Vark. <laughs> right. Yeah. It gets worse. It gets way worse. <laughs> All right, so we've been through the track by track. Yes. We walked through the storyline. We talked just a little bit about the music. Yeah. Because I feel like when it comes to King Diamond, you end up you end up focusing on... On his weird vocals. Yeah, on his weird vocals and the storylines and things like that. I think the King Diamond band is often too overlooked. Agreed. In, in my opinion. So specifically, I wanted to uh, mention... Andy LaRock. Yes. Because the dude has, I mean, he's consistently delivered for, we're talking decades. Yep. Now. as He's he's still with him. Yeah. As a, as a co-songwriter, just as a lead guitar player, probably if I had to guess, if I had to guess that the, with bands, I think you always have dudes that just kind of fall into leadership positions. Somebody always does, yeah. Somebody, Glenn Tipton is that mm-hmm. for Judas Priest. Um, for the longest time, you know, like Robin Fink, who plays in the live Nine Inch Nails band. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Andy is that Yeah. for King Diamond. I think, like, Andy's probably the guy at rehearsal going okay we need to work on this so let's do this let's redo this, this. Yeah. let's revisit this part that sort of thing and the dude's been there and i feel like you know even if we don't pick apart every single one of his solos i mm-hmm. at least want to you know acknowledge acknowledge that the contribution he had is he's made is great yes yeah yes he's consistently an absolutely <laughs> phenomenal guitar player he is which like I said everyone on this album is really good they are yes <laughs> Yeah, it was funny to see the surprise on your face that it was Mickey yeah. D. I from did Mo- not because I, I read it as Mikey D. It didn't even click. Yeah, 
Yeah. Am I K K E Y? Yeah. Oh, I think I I think a lot of the time people tend to when it comes to Motorhead, mm-hmm. I think people tend to be well. It's pretty straightforward, not too complicated. Yeah. Yeah. But when you when you listen to some of the stuff that Mickey is playing, yeah, it's it's way more complicated than what you think it is. It could be, especially yeah. with Motorhead. Um, I would. Check out an album called Inferno mm-hmm. by Motorhead. It came out right after the the turn of the the millennia, um, somewhere in the vicinity of like two thousand to like two thousand three, somewhere in there. Um, but the, there's an album called Inferno, and specifically, there's a song called In the Name of Tragedy, mm-hmm. and you can hear how amazing Mickey's feet are. Yeah, when it comes to double bass. So, playing. was he an older gentleman or is he younger than them? younger than them who motorhead or the king diamond band <laughs> i well i think i think king, king was born in 56 oh wow okay um and i would imagine mickey is probably in his mid to late 50s now hmm. king's older than i thought he was yeah yeah well i think the makeup kind of covers it yeah, yeah you know what i mean like you never you never realized how you know what I mean? When when Kiss took off the makeup, you were, and, and, and everybody went, Gene? Yeah, whoa, you, you put know. it back on. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that the makeup covers up a lot of the age. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at least within the last five, six years, whatever it's been, King had to have triple bypass surgery on yeah. his heart. Yeah, you know, they cracked that. open his ribs and mm-hmm. had to do bypasses and stuff. And he's... In I, I was listening to an interview with him the other day, and yeah. he was talking about just how much how much better he just feels. He's, yeah. he's not huffing and puffing at the end of the show now. You know, oxygen and just shit yeah. like that. He's been taking better care of himself because he said, um, I remember him specifically using the the phrase "a second chance." Yeah. You know, because he could have died. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? Triple died. bypass. You're in deep if you have a triple bypass. Yeah, and there's a lot of interviews with King where you can see him just puffing Smoking. on a, puffing on yeah. a cigarette the whole interview. And I always, I always thought it was interesting because, like you and I discussed mm-hmm. in the before times, King's King's voice is not as it's not as powerful as a lot of other men who do the yeah the 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 falsetto yeah i think he's he's got his range happens at a at a lower level of volume well the the reason the the reason he sounds different is because he's using what's he's using pure falsetto whereas the like your your bruce dickinson's and your your halfords and all those guys they're using mixed voice yeah which is it's half falsetto half your actual voice yeah and so when you're when anyone sings just plain falsetto that's how it sounds like he needs to learn well i guess at this point is a need to learn he built a career on it (laughs) but to get a more powerful voice you need (laughs) to yeah you need king diamond come on yeah Come on, get your shit together. You're <laughs> fucking famous celebrity millionaire. Like the audacity. Of, yeah, right. Of that notion. I know. I was, yeah, I was like, wow, I'm a fucking asshole. But uh, he would have more power if he mixed voice. Sure. So, but mixed voice for a lot of people is something that's very hard to learn, unless you're if you're not like natural. If you don't have a natural te- like knack for it, mm-hmm. it's something that's very hard to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the difference between <clears throat> your head voice, your throat voice, your chest, your chest. Yeah. There's a lot like Paul Stanley, real mm-hmm. good example. Yeah, you yeah, used his fucking throat voice 
his whole career the, the mat the vast majority of his career in the last 10 years have just been yeah sad if you sing and you do, if you sing and you touch your chest and it's soft like you can push against your stomach or your chest then you're not singing correctly when you speak and talk or speak and sing your stomach and your diaphragm should be tight right and that that means you're supporting you're using your lungs so the guys who when they when you Sing with your throat. If you walked up to them and poked them in the sternum, they go <laughs> because there's nothing stopping it. Mm. So that's how you can tell when someone's not singing correctly. I guess why Randy Blythe has such a has such a powerful voice. Yeah. Oh, he's singing straight from his lungs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would bet George Fisher too. Uh, George. Ah, see, I, Fisher's vocals are weird. His Fisher, his vocals sound really throaty, and his vocals are also hurting his voice you mm. can hear it his voice is getting progressively deeper as he gets older mm. i don't think he does it i don't think he does it terribly but i don't think he uses in proper proper form the one that i would think of that comes to mind for like incredibly well-maintained vocals is is uh devin devin's Devin voice is fucking strong yeah yeah i always think of <clears throat> and uh, rob rob's voice is always incredibly strong angela from well, she's not an arch enemy anymore. <laughs> For one who was in arch enemy, yeah, yeah, Angela, she manages arch enemy. Now. Yeah, which she is weird. What did you leave the band to manage the band? Well, she doesn't have to tour. Yeah, she's yeah. not out running around all the time. Plus, she's no longer, you know, in a relationship with the guitar player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that uh, I would imagine that changes the how happy I am on the bus. Yeah, Phil so, uh, from the Bonnie. Yes, Labani. He's all that remains. His vocal control, not so his support, but his control mm-hmm. is insane. Yeah, I've seen him hold a scream on the the that DVD, the 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 Zen of screaming. He holds a scream for like a minute and thirty seconds. Oh, it's wow. like holy crap, dude! <laughs> because to use have that much air restriction and still be audible is insane. Yeah, yeah. King's King as a singer, he's really interesting. It's He's he's made a career on doing things wrong. Okay, he's made a career on singing incorrectly. <laughs> he's not he's not damaging his throat because he's not doing harsh vocals. Right, but like he's not supporting correctly. He's just ah, like he's just there's no. It's all falsetto. Yeah, yeah. It's all just falsetto. See, that's interesting. It makes me wonder uh, <clears throat> the I don't I don't know if he wears in ears or yeah. stage monitors, but I would wonder what the volume on the stage is. With, with them, how... yeah, because that's falsetto isn't very loud. Yeah, it's not very loud yeah. at all. So makes me wonder what it's like up there on stage as far as being able to hear the rest of the band. Yeah. Are they relying he- on heavily heavily ear ear, yeah. on ear monitors as opposed to just ambient stage volume? I would imagine generally when an act gets to a certain point, anyway, even for like small stages, most larger acts have in-ears these days. Yeah. So I imagine they probably have in-ears just because. Some, um, I remember the, the first time that I really, really noticed, wow, the stage <clears throat> volume is, when I saw Soundgarden. Really? In, it was like 96 or yeah. 97. They were touring on um, Down on the Upside before mm-hmm. they broke up. And I remember watching the show at, I noticed at how many amps, Ben Shepard did not have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on, yeah. On, on his side of the stage, but he was thumping through the PA system yeah. and I, it clicked with me. Oh, wow. I bet they're really quiet on stage. I bet mm-hmm. it's just kind of like being in a rehearsal room with it. Yep. Turned yeah, down a, lot, a little bit. A lot of uh, specifically bass players these days run 
DI into the PA anyway. A lot of bass players, a lot of full bands these days don't even bring cabs and heads. They just run DI into the PA. Yeah. I know for a long, long time, Periphery, the first time I saw them, they're the drummer's, uh, Matt Halpern's laptop ran everything, even mm-hmm. as far as to when they had the laptop hooked to the lights, hooked to, they, they didn't have, uh, they didn't have cabs and heads. They had rack mounts. They had, uh, axe effects. Mm-hmm. And they had it all hooked together and timed at the same time. So they, ne- they never even had to click a pedal. The Axe Effects just knew when to change which effects. Yeah. And they... Oh, oh, Whoa! Haggis. Haggis! Take it easy. <laughs> so She's pissed off about she's periphery. So angry. About, pissed about periphery. <laughs> so when they, they had... A, when I saw them the first time, their laptop actually hiccuped. Because it was solid state. Mm. So it had like a... a and everything hiccuped. Like... Their guitars cut out, the bass cut out, the lights went out, <laughs> like everything stopped. Yeah, that's weird. Like, that, so like half a second. I don't trust that level of automation. I think like, you know, as it relates to a band like King Diamond, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that level of automation just does not fit. It, the old school so guys will the, never yeah, be it's, that way. It's, not, yeah. it's just not going to work. I feel there's a lot of, you know, bands that just... Even if they wanted to embrace it, mm-hmm. they probably like, uh, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. drinking Diet Coke. I've only you know, ever like, played with one guitar player who, who ran no head. He just ran, he had cabs, but he didn't have any head or anything. It was just the Axe effects. Mm. And it's, it's, it's got its perks and it's got its downfalls. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just whatever you prefer. Yeah. Just certain yeah. bands are just, they're not. The proggy guys usually have yeah. the, the digital yeah. stuff. Yeah. But anyway, King Diamond. Yeah. Get back to this. So I feel like worth addressing too before we get to the end of this episode is that the conversation a lot of the time with King Diamond fans, King Diamond as a dude. Yeah, not as a fan, musician. Not as a band is that the conversation always, always goes mm-hmm. to Merciful Fate or King Diamond. <sighs> you know, which which I think they're very one? different things. I would agree. Yeah. I'm I'm on the Merciful Fate side mm-hmm. of the fence i absolutely adore the later merciful yeah. fate stuff i think nine came out and i think it was 1999 that was the last thing yeah. we had from him but and that was like a reunion kind of thing wasn't it they already been stopped doing stuff for a while hadn't they no no they had they had split up in 85 yeah and reconvened in i think it was like 93 yeah because this was i mean 93 when did yeah because in the shadows came out in 93 because them was in 88 and they were already disbanded so like there was had to be some time in there yeah between releases Yeah, yeah 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 well the weird thing was like you the king diamond catalog you have um all right so you go uh them 88 conspiracy 89 the i90 and then Spider's Lullaby, 95. Yeah, a five-year gap there. Yeah, and I'm then, assuming that was for uh, Merciful, Merciful Fate. Fate stuff. Merciful yeah. Fate was happening. In the Shadows, they they, they reun- the Merciful Fate reunion mm-hmm. was for In the Shadows. And Dinner, Michael Dinner and Hank Sherman were both on that. They mm-hmm. did Time in 94, Dinner and Sherman again. And then Into the Unknown, 96, Dinner and Sherman again. Dead again, 98. Uh, Michael Dinner leaves and they stay with Hank Sherman Mm -hmm. and then they bring uh, I think his name is Mike um, uh, I don't his last name is spelled W-E-A-D 
I don't weed. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's weed yeah. or wed. I don't. I don't because if it's European or Danish, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Well, but, mead is spell M E A D. The drink. So it could I'm be assuming weed. it'd be weed. It'd be weed. But he played on Dead Again, and he was playing for King Diamond. Yeah. So I think he just said, "This guy might. This guy fits. He's capable." His we'll King over. doesn't do vocals and and. At least Merciful. not all vocals in uh, Merciful, yeah, Merciful Fate. Him. Yeah. Is it him? It's, yeah, it's, it's just him. drastically different sometimes. Yeah, so, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't do the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. not. He's not doing like the vocal hopscotch and, yeah. and you know gymnastics. And so stuff. I know. I know he plays a lot of keyboard in Merciful Fate too. So I didn't know if he did both or if he just. I mean, he did on the albums. Yeah, but yeah. it's not. No, it's just he live. He's singing live. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. But, I always love it when vocalists play keyboard too, and like the keyboard's just there. Mm-hmm. And they just like they're doing their vocalist thing, and the section they just go stand behind the keyboard. I love that. I you're a BT Bam fan. Seeing Tommy, Tommy, it's funny because Tommy's got that. It's not that big. You know, it's like a micro chord. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, look at fucking Getty, man. Getty's playing bass, singing, foot and, pedals. and then fucking playing the organ foot yeah. pedals all at the same yeah. fucking time. It's incredible. Yeah. I just, to me, the. I'm a much bigger Merciful Fate fan than mm-hmm. I am a King Diamond solo band fan. And I think it's because it's there, there's no other way around it. It's because there's is more of a cohesive structure to the yeah, songwriting no, there and is. stuff. Yeah, it's He's not telling typical. these massive sweeping stories and things like that. But to me, Don't Break the Oath is amazing mm-hmm. from 84, but I really like Dead Again and Nine. And I think probably my favorite Merciful Fate album is Nine. Yeah. And that's the one they released in 1999. Mm-hmm. But I think it's funny, which is it's interesting that Michael Denner left Merciful Fate yeah. later on because when the band originally broke up, like 84, 85-ish, Hank Sherman and King were the ones not getting along. Yeah, And Michael Denner came to the King Diamond Band with Timmy Hansen mm-hmm. from Merciful Fate. Yeah. Eventually, Denner and uh, Michael Denner and Timmy Hansen they leave. They pick up Pete Black and Hal Patino, and, yeah. that, and that was kind of the band for a little while. Yeah, yeah. I just I always thought that shift. It's weird. That yeah. shift was really interesting. I wonder what. I've never looked into into why um, Michael Denner was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." I'm out. Well, I mean, the even second if second run of the band, even if you're not the one who's not getting along, it still affects you. And see people's tolerances different than others. Yeah. Well, I do. You know, I do think because between between 1990 yeah. and 1999, King Diamond, the man, yeah. was hopping between Merciful Fate and King Diamond yeah. albums. You know, like it, it nuts is like yeah. literally leapfrogging from tour to tour and stuff like that, and. I would you you wonder what that does to a band when the singer is const- just constantly back and constantly forth. has to do other stuff. I know I've only ever been in a band once where somebody had like an actual other commitment, mm-hmm. and it's frustrating. Even like a local level, it's really frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it can't. I mean, it can be. It just I'm always kind of curious in the Kings. I, you know, there's a couple of interviews here and there where I where King had. I think it was in 93 when Merciful Fate got back together. He had mm-hmm. said me and Hank Sherman were having some uh, artistic differences. Di- yeah. Some yeah. <laughs> di- a disagreement as to the direction of where the band was going and stuff like that. But and even in that same interview, he said, but he's all about the metal now. 
you know yeah, and yeah. I, I thought i thought it was funny when you put it into the context of the grand yeah. scheme of things so but now you have dinner and sherman yeah the solo band yep and and they're really good mm -hmm. they're really really good i think i'm gonna i think this has awoken the the king diamond hunger in me because mm. i like i know the big ones but i never really did dug into the catalog sure. i think i'm gonna dig into all of it because like i really enjoyed this album are you leaning towards king diamond as opposed to merciful fate i think i'm going to do both because <laughs> i'm not sure i want it all i want yes i want <laughs> yes to all so i think i think i think i'm going to start with merciful fate because i know less mic, you're sorry. good i know less about merciful fate than i know about king diamond i like merciful fate better <clears throat> Okay. I do. How's the recording quality on Merciful Fate albums? You're going to get frustrated on the first two. Okay. Everything else, you're good. I, I've heard Abigail before, and it, it's... it's. Oh, first... did you say King Diamond or Merciful Fate? Oh, no, I did Fate. Merciful Fate. I'm sorry. Merciful yeah. Fate, Merciful yeah. Fate. yeah. Yeah, you're going to get real frustrated with Melissa and Don't Break the Oath. Okay, that's fine. I can deal. You'll be fussy. I will. But even if you would listen to Fatal Portrait from mm -hmm. King Diamond, and yeah. that's 86, and it's... Rough. Rough. See, I don't mind... I don't mind rough recordings with, with like, I don't know. And if you do the best you can with what you have, mm -hmm. I'm cool with it. It's yeah. just like you're recording in 86. Shouldn't be, if you're King diamond in 86, you shouldn't be recording in a buddy's basement kind of thing. Like it shouldn't sound like a fucking immortal EP. <laughs> like, <laughs> What is it? Um, the first behemoth um, demo. I have no idea. Fox. Vintavith. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. is that I, yeah. I think that's what it, I don't know. Anyway, that first behemoth thing that I ever heard, I went, what? <laughs> you, you know, I made the, yeah. I made the, like the, the, the gnarly black metal face, yeah. you know, where yeah. you, it's, it's like equal parts, disgust, frightened, confused, confused, <laughs> curious. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all those, all those emotions. Wrapped that was one. sons of Northern darkness. Was that first immortal thing? Isn't it? I don't know. Immortals it's, catalog. It's, I don't, it's that one that has the video of them just out in the woods, frolicking around call of the winter. Moon. It's so that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. The call of the winter moon. Videos. <sighs> yeah. Why does, why does, why does Abbott have a wizard hat and a cape? <laughs> Oh no, that's that's the drummer. Is that the drummer? That's the drummer. Somebody has a wizard hat and a cape. Yeah, it's the drummer. A bot, okay. a bot just has his long brown okay, hair. Okay, good, good. Which when it, whenever I, it's one of the things. <laughs> whenever you see someone with corpse paint and yeah. their hair is brown, yeah, it's like dye that shit. <laughs> like, yeah, you look weird, man. Yeah, like, yeah. like in early immortal days, that's how a bot was, and I mean even King Diamond. You know what I mean? He's yeah. he's got just nice, thick. He has almost has like brunette. He almost has like Hugh Jackman Wolverine hair for some time. Because <laughs> it's pushed back. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. all spiky. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like the putting King Diamond in the black metal category is it doesn't. It's work. It's insulting. Yeah, like it's he's. I would put King Diamond. Yeah, well, least. that's because you patently don't like black metal. That's not true. I just like newer black metal. No, you don't like black metal. You can you you're okay with some shoegaze. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. You don't you but don't like black metal. I wouldn't call him black metal other than corpse paint. I, if I, anything, I would put him in like like early power metal, like aggressive, like early aggressive power metal. Like his stuff is not yeah dark like yeah. black metal. Yeah, yeah. It's I, horror themed, but it's not fucking 
black I, metal. I think it's I think it's power metal with proggy tendencies. That's fair. That's kind of yeah. it's kind of my yeah. white was funny because you know when when I'm when I'm prepping for an episode yeah. if it's something that I don't have a whole lot of knowledge on yeah I do you know what I mean I try to absorb stuff yeah for sure and these last like week and a half uh, I was in in the MTLB bunker mm-hmm. here and my wife poked her head in and said what kind of metal would you call that <laughs> and I and I said uh, yeah. and I said it's just King Diamond yeah and, <laughs> and she said oh okay I, I feel like if like the 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 festival they have every year that's called Power Prog where it's half power metal and half prog metal I feel like King Diamond could headline that and cover both halves right do they like, have two stages? Yes. Just put him on a third stage. He gets his own bigger stage. In the middle. Yeah. Yeah, right <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. Or just being set up in the dirt, you know, like in the <laughs> middle of the crowd. And, like, people would be like, okay, <clears throat> he's fucking, yeah. he's playing. Yeah. Woo. yeah. Which, which, imagine that. You know what I mean? Imagine, like, at Vakken. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Is it 50,000 people, the whatever. Giant, the the giant gigantic and giant shows. Huge shows. Like, they're all, like... No, we no. And they just set it up like a hardcore local show. <laughs> we, we ran, we, we ran, ran extension cords we, we, all yeah. the way out to the center of the lawn. <laughs> There's outlets out there. Go ahead and use them. And like, like you There's know what I mean. Fifty thousand people here. <laughs> like, this is matter how awkward it is when you're in a band and you're setting up, and, and there are like just like three feet from tw- you. <laughs> 20, 20, 30 people just standing around waiting for you to set up, and yeah, and it's waiting on the changeover. Just imagine like, fifty thousand right, people. Just imagine like Elisa from Arch Enemy, like yeah. carrying like an amp and a cab, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pu- pushing like a an, a bass cap on on a on struggling struggling with the casters <laughs> trying to get it where right, it needs to go, stuck yeah. in the mud. And yeah, God, I would love to see like a huge fucking tour, like or a big fucking show like that. And there's just one of the bands that's like, we're not playing on the stage. We're kick, <laughs> we're kicking it old school. We're just gonna step <laughs> go- in the middle of the crowd. We're going out there because I feel like once you reach a certain point, like fifty thousand people really want to get close to you because <laughs> you're that it's, big see, in it's my, gonna be ugly that's that's what i was getting ready to say yeah. I, I immediately thought of the the um the the mount doom the 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 horde i guess yeah 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 the, the, solomon's the, army sieging yeah sieging <laughs> Five Hel- people. <laughs> Helms deep. Yeah, but you know, you know just I mean? five people <laughs> with no protection. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why would you do that to someone? And I picture the the big Orakai, um the guy that killed Boromir. Yeah, with and the he's white, not in, white he's, he's not he's, in He the died book. way by the time we were at Helms Deep. Yeah. Yeah. But I just pit Lurtz. His name yeah. is Lurtz. I just pictured Lurtz like just standing there. <laughs> You know, just eyeing like Michael A. Mott's. Like, In actuality, like it's just guitar. some really big metal dude <laughs> who's who's really sweaty and dirty. Like, like, I want to touch your guitar. It, <laughs> it's not even. It's not even like I want to hurt you. It's just like I just want to be closer. <laughs> he just gets uncomfortably be close. A nightmare. <laughs> and it's funny when you look at the the Valken flyers because mm-hmm. like. I made a joke on the music, the White Blood Facebook yeah. a couple weeks ago that like <coughs> you look at the Valken lineup and it's like Arch Enemy, Behemoth, Slayer. And then there's like some oddballs. Cataclysm. Like less than Jake. Entombed. <laughs> no, it wasn't less than Jake. Less it than was, Jake is playing Valken. It, it was specifically Mr. Big. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. 
And I, I just, I looked at it and I went, what? <laughs> and then I looked down a couple more lines, warrant. And then I went, what? What? Why? <laughs> Uh, no, le- less Why than would you do that. Less than them? Jake is on there. What? <laughs> no. Yeah. Like I can it see was, that at it was, Riot Fest. It was or... one of the big. No, it was a metal fest. One of the big metal fest. I'm reading down through it, and I'm like, "Why the fuck is less than Jake on here?" <laughs> I was like, now, "Are they even still around?" Like, like, taking it in a just, new, a new just, direction. Just some fucking skater punk right <laughs> in the middle of this fucking death metal show. <laughs> I get lit. I don't know to see King Diamond at Vakken. <sighs> Would be yeah. I'm sitting here thinking though, the only band that can pull off the fifty five hundred thousand people and we're gonna jump out in the middle, <laughs> right? It's Black Flag. Yeah, Black Flag could do it if yeah. people would stay back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because Keith Morris, fucking crazy, <clears throat> tiny, diabetic ass would. Yeah, <laughs> ah, I'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> no, but like, I feel like it just because the, of the scene they're involved in, right? People would just be like, oh, we have to, okay, we just, like, 10 feet? Okay, that's fine. They know how it goes. I, it'd just be, I don't know, it'd be amazing. I love it. It'd be amazing. King Diamond needs to roll through again, because he doesn't come through here very often. Well, that's a... He's that, usually West Coast. Well, I mean, he did... Um, yeah, on the Mayhem. Mayhem. Fest. Yeah. Ma- but I the, wasn't going to Mayhem. It was <laughs> the, the last year Mayhem toured. Yeah. And it tanked. Yeah. And it was King Diamond, Slayer, and... Lamb of God, I fucking thought. Fucking hell yeah, I think. I don't know who it was, but... <laughs> Five-finger death punch. But the tour tanked. And I think, oh, yeah. Hard. I think, I think the tour tanked because, you know, King Diamond is really fucking important. But he's not. He doesn't have a pull. But, yeah, he's... There's no pull there. He's going to be like a... Probably a bigger a big theater yeah he's like, gonna, he's your he's your b stage not your a stage yeah 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 he's, he's your last act on your b stage yeah he doesn't have the he's not gonna do the five finger death punch numbers you yeah know the, la- I mean? the so, last time i went to him but the, all before we yeah, move yeah. on though i think kevin lyman fucking stuck his foot right in his like in his ass out his mouth <laughs> But yeah, because he was like metal got fat and old. I'm like when you say that to Slayer, yeah, they're gonna get shitty. What the fuck do you think is gonna yeah. happen? Yeah, what do you th- and and on top of that too, what do you think the metal community? Yeah, because a lot of us are it- fat and old. <laughs> so no, the last time went to Mayhem. The headliners were Trivium and Asking Alexandria, which at the time huge deal. Mastodon and corn. Yeah, to draw a lot and of And it's people. like those are a different tier of bands yeah. than King Diamond. Yeah. 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 And I almost think like I wouldn't want to see King Diamond on a festival stage because you you run the risk of seeing him during the daylight. And mm, that's not fun. You're gonna lose a lot of the am the ambiance. Yeah. And if you know, you watch the King especially the 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 footage of the King Diamond band live within the last five, six years because mm-hmm. after his heart surgery, you he know, slowed down probably a bit. No, he's, I mean, he's had a resurgence yeah. and there's more, oh. they have more money to put into the production and mm-hmm. the stage looks amazing. I've seen the stage looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I don't know. We should go to Vakken. We should go to Vakken and we should also discuss the sequel to this album at some point. Conspiracy. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Oh, uh, like, okay. Next, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, I'll do it. Yeah. Just not next week. Well, we have like the month planned out now anyway. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got yeah. some upcoming yeah. events. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel like we could comfortably announce it. 
Yeah, for or, sure. I mean, it's like doing, two weeks away. Yeah, we're, <laughs> do, we're doing Metal Gods March. Yep. We're going to spend the entire month of March 2018 focusing on Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. Was it Judas Priest? Yeah. I thought we had three different bands lined up for each week. Albums. Three out. Al- okay, I thought it was three bands. Yeah, okay, cool. we're going to be discussing Defenders of the Faith, mm-hmm. their new album, Firepower. Mm-hmm. Which is good. It's Mm-hmm. From, it's sounding pretty damn good. It's going to be real good. Um, and I think the uh, the 40th anniversary of... Yeah? I think Killing Machine, Hellbent for Leather. Okay. Yes, that's what it was. And then the fourth week, we're... we're I get to pick one. We're, we're doing... Sh- on that one for for now. So okay. I think it could be could be a pleasant surprise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Gotcha. All right, anyway, feels like we're wrapping it up. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, so fucking King Diamond. Listen to him. The one thing I want to say is that we joke a lot about King Diamond, you know, like vocals and yeah. how he sings and we always make jokes about corpse paint and things like that, but for the metalheads listening, Know that it comes from a place of love. King Diamond is incredibly important yes. to our genre yeah. and should be respected. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all jokes aside. Nope. Anyway, all right, that's it. Another episode of Music the Lightblood wrapping. Music the Lightblood, something old, something new. What are you listening to? We make our own reality. A generation. Yeah.